Hello and welcome to Canadarin's Sound of Play 284. We have a quick sound of play for you today. I'm just coming back from uh, from some holiday time off, so uh, just kind of settling back into the groove of things. We had our big 2020 medley at the end of the year on December 30th. You can check that out. It would have been uh, two sounds of play ago, wherever this one lands in your feed, whether you're listening to it concurrently with release or later down the road. And uh, we've got some more exciting stuff planned for you in the future, but for now, I don't want to say but... That's, but is a word that you use when you are contrasting something. Uh, we have exciting stuff for you, including some great video game music that we're going to be listening to today. <laughs> we heard on the way in a piece of music called The Music Room by Raphael Benjamin Meyer from Tangle Tower, a point-and-click adventure mystery game. Um, really, really brilliant game. Uh, some fantastic character designs. Uh, released back in 2019, it is available on Apple Arcade as well as um, other places. I think it's on Switch. Pretty sure it's on PC as well. 
Um, it's a uh, yeah, lovely little game, especially if you have Apple Arcade. It's a great way to experience it. And it has some uh, fantastic music, some terrific voice acting, and especially excellent um, character designs throughout. And um, this is another piece of music that I wanted to highlight from that game. Uh, it's both kind of sinister and uh, really deeply layered instrumentally. Um, it's, it's really a pleasing piece of music to listen to. That's what you heard on the way in. I would recommend the rest of that soundtrack. Our next track is a request from the forum from Simon Sloth, who says, I'd like to request the entire Tetris Effect soundtrack, please. All right, here you go. The enti- Oh, sorry, there's more to it. I'm joking, of course, but I haven't listened to the music from a video game this much since Hotline Miami, and it's pretty remarkable. From the salubrious buffet of delights that is the soundtrack, I'm going to select Joy, which is uplifting in this time, which is quite the opposite. Sip, savor, or gulp. However you consume this piece, there is joy to be had. Tis the season for the next 4 minutes and 20 seconds. This is Joy from Tetris Effect. You'll remember it as the piece of music that uh, overscored the the jellyfish level. <laughs> You'll know what I mean if you've uh, if you've played some Tetris Effect before. Thank you. 
Next, we have an older piece of music. This is Beyond the Colosseum by Toshihiko Horiyama from Demon's Crest, which, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just in the mood for some good Super Nintendo music, you know, something uh, something that kind of scratches that um, kind of classic gaming itch. Yeah, really nice piece of music. It uh, has some uh, some great layers going on as well. It's kind of a, a mournful piece, but I hope it uh, puts you in the right mood. request from no more sparrows on the forum who says i've learned over the years that i have two primary weaknesses when it comes to video game music a strong element of brass instrumentation and extraordinarily passionate vocalist singing somewhat nonsensical lyrics needless to say this is one of my current favorites this is let's go phoenix ranger featherman by ryota kozuka from persona 5 dancing in starlight it's been a uh, very successful run of Persona 5 games. It's kind of spun out its own little sub-series of games from the... Uh, I don't have the name in front of me. Um, kind of an uh, Etrian Odyssey type of uh, first-person RPG dungeon crawler that um, that came out a couple years back to um, last year's... Warriors game. Uh, it was Persona Five Strikers that came out last year. Um, to uh, to this Persona Five dancing game. There's all sorts of games within the Persona Five multiverse now. I guess you could even count Super Smash, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate among them. I emphasize brothers instead of saying bros, because it bothers Leon when I do that. 
uh, bothers Leon when I say bros, I should say. I know that's the way that the announcer in-game says it, brothers, but um, bros is also a word, and if they don't want to say it that way, they should, uh, they should not spell it that way, but that's okay. I don't care one way or the other. It's not important. <laughs> this is Let's Go Phoenix Ranger Featherman from Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. 
another piece of somewhat classical, not classical, classic video game music. This is from Marvel vs. Capcom Clash of Superheroes from 1998. This is the theme of Captain America. Um, to come to think of it, this was probably brought into MVC from some of the previous Marvel fighting games. I, uh, I should look that up. Anyways, <laughs> um, great piece of music. Um, the Street Fighter characters and the other Capcom characters themes were uh, new arrangements, I believe, but uh, were based on pieces of music from the uh, existing Street Fighter and uh, other Capcom games. Um, obviously, it'd be weird to jump in with an entirely new uh, set of themes um, when you're kind of expecting to hear one thing. Uh, but the Marvel characters, whether it is their first time appearing in the series or um, in uh, some of the previous verses titles, uh, had to obviously have entirely new themes composed for them. And I don't know, something about this era of arcade and PlayStation fighting game music uh, just really kind of uh, hits me in the right place. It's um, really exciting. It, it really punches hard. Uh, it's it's really heroic in a way that um, not all superhero music manages to be. Uh, this is just a great piece of superhero music. So the theme of Captain America by Masato Koda and Yuko Takahara from Marvel vs. Capcom Clash of Superheroes. request from the forum from alex79uk says 
Um, actually, nothing. <laughs> Sorry, that's my uh, that's my normal transition into the written correspondence, and I don't believe we have one here. It's not in the document, anyways. Um, if you had written something and it wasn't correctly copy and pasted over, I apologize. Um, that is our bad. But um, we're going to play the piece of music, anyways. And uh, and perhaps let it speak for itself a little bit. It's a good piece of music. I think you'll like it. <laughs> and does kind of cue us up for a similar piece of music at the very end of the show. But we'll, uh, we'll leave it with this for now. This is The Slug Gardener by Jesse Harlan from Yoku's Island Express, a delightful platformer, puzzle platformer? I want to say arcade platformer game, or a pinball platformer, to be more specific even. A game that is equally a platformer, in the Rayman legend sense and a pinball type of, uh, it's not a pinball game. It doesn't have pinball scoring mechanics, but it often uh, makes use of pinball flippers and bumpers in, um, in surprising, uh, surprising ways, surprising places. So, um, definitely worth checking out if you haven't already, it's a delightful experience on whatever platform you can find it on. It's a game that frequently goes, free or cheap or included in bundles so um, really no excuse to um to not give it a shout uh to not give it a look this is yoku's island express the slug gardener
first is a piece of music from Ickenfell from last year. I am fairly confident in the pronunciation because it was said in one of the songs that has lyrics on the soundtrack. It's a a nice mix of, um, well, the soundtrack is composed by, and this I'm not not sure of pronunciation, Ivy and and Sarashu, I'm going to guess. Um, A-I-V-I and Sarashu. Uh, it is a uh, delightful um, duo of instrumentalists, one of which composes in a chiptune style and one writes um, writes the music in a uh, in beautiful kind of lavish piano. And instead of kind of trading off arrangements, they they kind of pair up, you know, they they let the two instruments kind of speak amongst once and one another in the pieces. And it's, um, uh, really great. I, I, I was, a, I still am a big fan of their solo album. I believe there was only one solo album, but that might be outdated information now. Um, and then they've done this video game soundtrack and I believe they've done some more as well. But, um, anyways, it can fell. There are some, uh, some, boss battle themes on the soundtrack that have lyrics incorporated as well. And one of them says the name Ikenfell, and I'm going to trust her on the pronunciation. So this is a piece of music from Ikenfell. You heard just maybe three or four issues back. Um, you've heard the battle theme, which is a tremendous piece of music. It's um, really, really stirring. Uh, but uh, this is another of my favorites. This is Forest of Secrets. Um, one of the early areas in the game, and um, just a just a delightful piece of of uh, kind of modern retro video game music. So, Ikenfell, twenty twenty, Forest of Secrets. Next, a request from Jade Phoenix from the forum who says, I can't figure out any way to talk about why this track is so special without spoiling the game, so I'll just say it's wonderful and you should play 13 Sentinels. I uh, Coincidentally, I picked up 13 Sentinels last night. Um, I'll see how uh, how quickly I can get around to 
playing it, I, I am quite interested in doing so. It's a Vanillaware title, but unlike any of their previous games, it's not a side-scrolling action game. It's um, more of a uh, strategy tactics, turn-based strategy game with um, substantial visual novel sections in between the um, the strategy battles. But um, but yeah, it uh, it it is as beautifully hand painted as any Vanillaware stuff um, from before. And uh, from all of the uh, opinions that I've heard about it, it's uh, stir- its story is quite striking and uh, very memorable. So I'm kind of hearing all the right, all the right things from the right people. I'll be starting that up as soon as I finish Danganronpa three. That's um, that's my next big commitment. Uh, you know, I've I've had it installed for uh, for years now, and I've enjoyed the first two Danganronpas tremendously. Those are games that require your full attention because it's got both the kind of visual... You'll be reading, there's not English voice acting, so you can't really multitask when playing the games, which I know is such a first world problem to have, but, um, you know, sometimes it's nice to listen to a podcast or, you know, watch a movie on the second screen or something. Uh, Danganronpa requires your full attention. And um, I will be... I, I will commit to... Let's say I'll commit to finishing Danganronpa 3 by the end of January. That's my goal for myself. <laughs> Let's see if I can do it. Oh, man, Hitman comes out soon. Maybe I should, uh, well, you know what? It's out there on the table. Hold me to it. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is Seaside Vacation by Hitoshi Sakamoto with lyrics by Rikako Watanabe and a vocal by Hu Ito from 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim.
こえるいくつもつないで重なった One piece of music to listen to left today.、Um, we, have, we have other、uh, podcasts on the network.、Um, do check out Canon Rinse on Mondays for deep dive video game. I don't want to call them reviews, but、uh, for all intents and purposes, that gets us close enough to what they are.、Uh, we have the Sausage Factory on Fridays, which,、uh, in which Chris O'Regan、uh, interviews several video game developers. Oftentimes, indies, but not exclusively, for some of the behind the scenes, how the sausage is made. And on Thursdays, we release Playwright, which is a podcast that Ryan Quintel and I host,、um, in which we workshop crazy and weird ideas for video game podcasts on a week to week basis.、Uh, this week's Playwright is, I'll say, especially strong.、Uh, we just recorded it yesterday. And I really, really, really like how it came out. It might be one of our strongest episodes. And so, if you've been curious or if you've never even heard of it before,、um, check out Playwright、uh, this week in particular. It comes out on Thursday, the day after this sound of play drops. So,、um, I highly encourage you this week, more than any other week,、um, give Playwright a look. And if you like it, we have almost four years of backlog at this point. So, you can, you can. Pick and choose as you want. You can dabble. You can start from the beginning and roll all the way to the end. It's not a topical show. So each episode is as relevant as they ever were. <laughs> It's just some fun video game ideas, and hopefully, it kind of expands your horizons on what video games can be. But,、um, anyways, yes, again, I highly encourage you to check out tomorrow's、uh, episode of Playwright. You can find that on the Kane and Rinse website, or you can look it up P L A Y W R I T E in podcast catchers. That is all spelled in one word without the semicolon in between, <laughs> in between the words, which we do as kind of a stylistic flourish、um, on our、uh, other web presences. Anyways, the final track today is another、uh, kind of weird urban piece of music、uh, from. Cosmo D, a fantastic、uh, video game developer. I recently kind of marathoned the entire Off Peak series of games. Off Peak, the Norwood Suite, and Tales from Off Peak City Volume 1. <laughs> really weird, really interesting games. 
less interested in interactivity. They're, they're, they are still objective-based games and there are still gameplay things to do in them, but it does feel a bit more like walking through a through an art exhibit uh, more than anything. Everything is very abstract. Everything is very garish and ugly in a way that uh, reminds me of like uh, the way that Gmod uh, early animations were. Uh, kind of throwing random assets and stuff together with seemingly little, little rhyme or reason. But once you kind of stop to think about the choices made, everything does coalesce with a kind of with a kind of obscure logic in a way. It, it all feels meaningful, even if the meaning isn't right out there on the table. And there's something that's very evocative about being in these spaces and i should add that while you're going through these really lovingly uh but garishly designed spaces intentionally so and that's not a diss i think that is the intention of it um you're accompanied by uh, some tremendous musical accompaniments really really evocative stuff um oftentimes kind of fusion jazz or uh kind of coffee shop jazz in a way but um, defies musical expectations as much as the games defy aesthetic expectations. Um, Kind of an unforgettable experience. I would encourage you to check them out. They are available, I believe, Off-Peak is free. I believe Norwood Suite is fairly inexpensive. Um, Tales from Off-Peak City Volume 1 is around the $15 range, but it's included in the Humble Trove, if you are a Humble Choice subscriber. So that's a place you could pick it up for no additional charge if the $15 price tag is, is uh, putting you off. But um, but I've purchased all the titles. I bought the soundtracks. I have no regrets on these. They are, um, they are quite stirring. They are quite interesting. Uh, to hear a more, to hear a more coherent argument in their favor... <laughs> Our very own Jacob Geller has included them in one of his video essays on YouTube. And I don't need to point anyone to Jacob Geller because his videos have an intrinsic pull, all of their all on their own. But um, if you are interested in the Cosmo D games in the slightest, um, you can listen to his explanation and his experience of it in, I believe it's called Ugly Games. Another one of his uh, his great video essays. He's not missed yet. But anyways, this is the the Norwood Suite theme from the Norwood Suite. Equally interesting and haunting. There's almost a sense of digital distortion with these analog instruments that um, I just find so alluring. And um, it's I don't know. It feels like the kind of song that would be. So sit back, relax. Maybe let this one put you in a different headspace, and uh, do check out Cosmo D's trilogy of games. They're um, they're really quite something. Norwood Sweet Theme by Cosmo D. We'll see you next week.